Moncrief on News Talk. Time for Tell Me Why uh, with Graham Finlay. As ever, if you've got a question for Graham, you can send it into afternoon at newstalk.com. Today's question is Why do we not become immune to nettle stings? And Graham joins us now on News Talk. Afternoon, Graham. Afternoon. I suppose the first question is How and why does a nettle sting you anyway? Yeah, well, nettles, like so many plants, develop this system to avoid being eaten, basically. Uh, so they do, especially don't want cows and other you know, ruminants to eat them. And it does a pretty good job. Basically, cows and sheep and so forth don't eat nettles, which is why you see so many nettles around. In fact, you, you'll, you'll all have noticed that you particularly see them in places where human beings used to live. So, you know, in abandoned farmhouses and stuff like that. And that's because the soil is full of human and animal waste, which is good for nettles. Nettles grow there, as does dock leaf, right, although they, they're not related. But anyway, so that's why they do it. And how they do it is quite terrifying if you look at it up close. So there's their stems and the undersides of their leaves and the edges of their serrated leaves have lots and lots of little points on them, you know, hairs, but they're like scary hairs. Mm. So, which if you touch them, the tip breaks off and then they become needles, like hypodermic needles and inject you with a mix of a lot of chemicals, not all of which we've been able to identify or have, have bothered to identify, but the main ones are um, an acid, boric acid, uh, and histamine and serotonin. And you might think, great, serotonin, oh, I could <laughs> use some more of that. Right, because it's the quote unquote happy chemical, the natural opioids, things like, you know, not a natural opioid, anyway, the happy chemical, one which, um, you know, is related, the lack of which is related to depression. But the bad news is, in this case, serotonin doesn't pass through the, the sort of blood brain barrier, um, but just makes us feel pain. Right. Uh, okay. So it, it wants you uh, to stop doing that, uh, to try to stop eating it. And uh, there's a little cocktail of. Do those uh, those things in, involved in that sting? Do they affect all animals, or maybe mammals, or you know, are, are there any animals that it just doesn't knock a feather out of them? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they've done experiments on snakes and fish and stuff like that. I don't even know how those... I mean, scientists do all kinds of crazy stuff. They do seem to affect all animals. I mean, they are incredibly good at delivering this sort of cocktail of stuff. And again, I should say, for a long time, people thought it was the acid because the same acid is found in ant bites. But it really is the histamine and the, and the serotonin, which is doing, causing you to feel pain. And that's because it triggers this inflammation response. And it, it does so in the vast majority of people. I mean, there seem to be some people who are less sensitive to it. There are some people, unfortunately, who are, are more sensitive to it and have really much stronger allergic reaction, um, where, where, you know, the, the actual pain is longer and also the, 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 the other effects are, are quite long. But almost all mammals seem to experience this particular effect. I don't know about birds. I haven't found any research which shows whether they, they know whether birds can, can, can be affected by it. One group which is not are butterflies and, and moths. Um, and butterflies just love it, um, as do a large number of moth species. Um, and so it really keeps them alive. And um, they, in turn, can go around pollinating both nettles, but also other plants. So it's um, nettles growing patterns are also really interesting. They're rhizomes, sort of like ginger and more sometimes benevolent ones. But they, that means they can sort of their roots um, and rhizomes tr- tunnel underground and they can pop up as new nettles um, through the surface. And that's why they spread so well. Right, so if you are, there's this old saw that if you're, if you're stung by nettles, uh, uh, you can rub yourself with dock leaves. I don't know if that yep. really works. There's another one where you can, no, that's jellyfish where people pee on you. But uh, uh, yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it, what works and what doesn't work or does anything work? 
Well, you know, very few things work. So what, there's lots of really interesting things about it. People have this profound relationship with nettles. They're, they're abundant in folklore, especially in Europe, but not just in Europe, because these are all over the world at this point. Um, not surprisingly, Australia has the world's scariest nettle called the Gimpy Gimpy, which will actually, <laughs> actually cause you pain, which will come back years later, can put you into anaphylactic shock, has driven horses mad so that they've just cantered over cliffs and stuff like that. It's, it's the Australia of nettles, and Australia is full of all the things trying to kill you. But, um, you know, so people have this really profound relationship with nettles and folklore and so forth. And so we have the expression like grasping the nettle. Um, now, there's some mm -hmm. evidence that you can sort of poke it gently and not get stung, but you usually end up getting stung trying to do that. Um, and if you do grasp it firmly, which none of us really has, you know, usually wants to do, you can sort of crush those fibers um, so that they don't um, sting you the way they would if they, they brush up against your skin, which is really, really bad. Uh, so, you know, all the, that's, that's all the ways to sort of deal with it. The dock leaf, they've done some investigation into this. Um, it doesn't seem, you know, there are lots and lots of claims, even in sort of British school scientific curriculums, that they have an antihistamine, which is really the way to cope with the sting, um, because it, it's this allergic reaction. And so if you take antihistamines or you, you spread, you know, some kind of hydrocortisone on your, on your, the affected area, it, it will, will help. But uh, the dock leaf, they, they, they thought it might be able to do something, but in fact, it just seems to be either the soothing, you know, the sort of psychological soothing of rubbing it, you're doing something about it, right? Or just the placebo effect, um, you know. And again, there's no relationship deep between dock leaf and nettles growing together. They just both really like the same kinds of soils, basically. Right. Okay. So, uh, and I, I suppose it's an experience many of us would have had when we were children. When you're repeatedly stung by a nettle, how come you don't become hardened to it? Yeah, well, that's a great question because um, now, you know, there's lots of things you don't become immune to no matter how much uh, we do things to you. Like if I hit you with a bat, you're not going to become immune to that. Sure. Um, and the same thing seems to be true of nettles, right? They're really... They trigger a function of your innate immune system, which is sort of the body's general response to some kind of harm, which you know sends blood to the to the area to, to try and correct to fix the cells um, uh, and get rid of the bad cells, the necrotic cells, the ones which have been really damaged. I mean that's why it gets hot, right, and 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 so forth. Um, it, it expands that the, the fluid, you know, expands it, so that's where you get the inflammation. And the pain, you know, really registers uh, the sort of shock of the damage and the histamines and the serotonin really stimulate your nerve endings. But that causes you to pay attention to it. Um, whereas when we think about immunity, like COVID-19, that's a response to a particular pathogen, right, a virus or a bacteria, which, uh, bacterium, I suppose, right, which, um, you know, triggers particular antibodies to go after that particular thing. And so um, you can get used to nettles. You can just build up a lot of this anti-inflammation chemical in your body, but you'd be grasping nettles or possibly stroking them on your skin pretty much several times a day, which, you know, seems like a weird pursuit to pursue, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, nettles are incredibly good for you. And there are some people who suffer from arthritis and other inflammatory diseases, which sort of paradoxically can be helped by just flogging yourself with nettles, which is a punishment, indigenous punishment in Ecuador, by the way, not, not a sort of anti-arthritis thing. But the, uh, if you dry it or if you boil it, all of the, as many people will probably know, 
you know, all of the stinging substance uh, and the hairs are sort of, you know, all neutralized. And it's incredibly nutritious. Um, dried leaves have a high level of protein. They have all the essential amino acids you want. They've got wonderful um, sort of minerals like magnesium. They've got tons of vitamins. They're just really really good for you. Um, and people have explored a lot of medicinal uses for either nettles as pills or just as tea or as soup um, or is in risotto. It's very popular in northern Italy. You know, and, um, you know, it's really good for your blood pressure and uh, some inflammation. And it may be good for all sorts of other things like enlarged prostates. So it's just it's an absolute superfood if you can get past the stinging thing. Right. Okay. Is there, and in Ireland anyway? I mean, I, 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 you know, there's in American films, people are always running into poison ivy and the like. But yeah. in in Ireland, is the nettle about the worst thing that can happen to you in terms of you know a plant encounter? That's pretty much it. I can't think of anything worse. Now, I was looking into this because I've I've spent a lot of time around poison ivy, and poison ivy is also the kind of thing which people, some people just don't seem to be that allergic to. That's an allergic reaction based on the oil on the plant, and that sticks with you a lot longer in the sense that the oil will cling to your shoes and so forth. So I was trying to figure out if we had poison ivy in Ireland. I hadn't seen it. I may not be allergic to poison ivy. I haven't decided to really put this to the test. I've just been lucky. Uh, I think over the over the many years I've been dealing with poison ivy, um, and I found out that there is poison ivy in Europe, but it's it's all under sort of strict sort of control, the way you'd have smallpox in a lab or something like that. So they've they've cultivated in Kew Gardens, which is absolutely amazing. If anybody hasn't been to Kew Gardens in London, it's absolutely a fantastic place. Or our own botanical gardens, which is great as well, but um, are great as well. Anyway, um, so there are poison ivy, but it's under really strict sort of control, and it hasn't been allowed to sort of flourish and become a sort of invasive species. The way actually the European nettle has um, in, in North America, despite there being sort of stinging nettles of, of their own, the European nettle is a, is a genuinely invasive species. Yeah, so poison ivy, some people aren't allergic to it, but uh, most people are. Right, okay. Uh, and there's the thing, <laughs> gimpy, gimpy, but we don't have this here. This is an African kind of nettle, is it? No, that's an Australian one, oh, right, uh, G-Y-M-P-I-E. Um, and it's also in Indonesia, in case you, you think it's only in Australia. It's like, but, but you really don't want to encounter When people deal with it, they have to wear basically hazmat suits and carry antihistamines with them at all times. Um, you know, whereas nettles, I mean, they're bad. And, and you know, the pain can even last for 24 hours, but this can last for months. And it sounds like it's debilitating. People compare it to being electrocuted. Um, so it's, uh, it's, not, it's not good at all. Um, so, but uh, but we're just coming into sort of primo nettle season right now, where you should you know really harvest the top sort of super green little um, leaves at the top you know of the plant if you can. Um, don't use your children you know because the lower leaves aren't are, are stronger. Um, also at and we're coming in it's their best in the spring, whereas towards the end of the when they flower and and go to seed, you should probably not be collecting nettles because they can actually produce little tiny stones which can really irritate people's um, you know digestive system uh, but they make a wonderful beer and 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 the beer is 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 great now I, I say that I, I should really go make some, but you can basically just make it in a bucket with some yeast um, and then and and enjoy it in a, in a week or so so it's um you know, and, and this is something which was traditional to Ireland. I found out that um, Jane Grigson's uh, vegetable book has a bunch of recipes for nettles, but they're all from Ireland. And so clearly we at some point harvested nettles and ate them the way that people still do in, in Italy, especially, um, and in all over the world. I mean, people, people all over Europe eat nettles with abandon in France and Italy and so forth, um, including a story about St. Columba, who decided to sort of 
subsist only on nettle soup when he saw a woman who, who'd been deprived of her cow for a time, you know, doing so and thinking that, you know, if she could live with this, he should probably mortify himself still further. Right. So uh, so there you go. We've got a great tradition of nettle eating, but I'm not sure how much is going on right now. Yeah, uh, lots of, uh, and we can assume we've read out all the texts from people saying thanks for grasping this nettle, uh, Graham. Graham, uh, <laughs> thanks a million uh, for talking to us today. Graham Finley there. Uh, you are listening to The Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We're going to uh, take a break. After that, Barbados says goodbye to Queen Elizabeth. Moncrief on Newstalk.